Hey, Pronouncers, welcome back to another episode of Printables Pronouncers Podcast. I'm Bruce from Printable. I got Stephen Fair, got an awesome guest, Jonathan, over at Success Print Shop. We're going to dive into that um, in a little bit. You might have remembered Jonathan joined us. Um, he set up a screen printing shop in a shipping container. He's married now. <laughs> He's married now. He has a house now. Such a cool conversation. And uh, uh, in, in watching the growth of Success Print Shop from, from a manual to an auto to half a million sales and beyond, and just hiring a team and just honestly carving out time for yourself. I, I feel like we get into running our own business because we think we could do it better. And then we're swamped and we're stuck. Um, Jonathan's poked out of the other side. And, and it's really cool to dive into this. All right, real quick though, we've got a couple awesome sponsors that we want to talk about. First of all, GraphX Source. Um, Jonathan, you actually just use it. So why don't you just say like what you use GraphX Source yeah, for go, and go why for they've been good and that. Like, but in like 30 seconds. I got it. Like, well, let me just say whenever I went to Graphic Source, I was right before them, I was doing all the steps, all the artwork myself, all the back and forth with the customer. So it was a ton. And I remember whenever I finally got that off my plate like all the artwork like it was in the steps like i mean i had so much time to deal with the customer and then when i got the customers off my plate that was better but yeah no graphic source has been great um nick wood i've dealt with him like for all these years um huge huge improvement hit up graphic source for your art staffing needs 50 percent off your first vector or sep order we love y'all we love you nick wood you're gonna text me after and say that was awesome <laughs> um, all right. Who we got next? Jonathan, yeah. you use, you use easy way. Yeah. All the time. Uh, in our, what do you tank. buy? What are your favorite, uh, chemicals? Uh, the Supa for the emulsion remover and then the 701 for like the press wash and squeegees and all that stuff. Those nice. are the only two I buy. Yeah. There's only why, two I need. Why do you, why do you like easy way? <laughs> it's the easiest way from what I hear. <laughs> you, you shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Uh, easy ways line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently and cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Thanks. Easy way. All right. Uh, super color, Jonathan, no, go for it. Let's hear it. Super color. Yeah, man. They're freaking, it's crazy how fast they reply to an email when you need like an overnight, like something like you're like, you know, you're kind of sending that email where it's like, yeah. they're not going to see that. They're, they're not going to see this email. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, we'll get on it. And I'm like, holy crap. Like I've done that like three times where I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And you think like an email is not going to get like a, an out, um, you know, response within the next 48 hours, but no, they always reply and they've gotten me out of a lot of pinches, especially for the, you know, the weird situation like hoodies or I don't know the weird, uh, placements that you got to print, um, heat press on. So yeah, no, they've been great. How nice is their new heat transfer, their next gen? It's been a, like maybe I haven't ordered the new ones just yet. I think you I haven't got needed the new to. Ones. I don't know. Oh, maybe I have. Maybe I have. And you don't even know. Super fast, super know. easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of funny in this ad read. It's I don't know how many times I've been in a pickle and super color came through to help me. You literally described it in the best way possible and you you can't see that? these notes. Yeah, it yeah, literally yeah. says that. You, you can't see this side. <laughs> so, uh Printable 15, of course you get 15% off your first order. So give it a try. Last but not least, you gotta DM this guy. Uh, actually, Jonathan, send a DM to multicraft underscore daddy and anybody else listening because you yeah. will get PMI tape, a case of it, right? Okay, um, okay, I will. If you do it right now and just say like, hey, daddy, um, <laughs> uh, they're giving away one free case of PMI tape every single episode. Um, golly. Yeah, golly. And you'll start loving PMI tape as much as we do. Multicraft screen printing digital supplies for over 50 years has been providing you with top brands at competitive prices. You can mention the Printavo podcast and receive an extra 10% off your first order. I don't know how many followers Dave has. I think he's going to get a blue check mark soon, but <laughs> that's who we use for all of our supplies. And so go follow him, like, love, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks so much. All right. Let's jump on into the episode. Yeah, no, we are live. Uh, where are you? Are you at home? I'm at my new house that I just bought in January. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Not in, your not in your shipping container. What the heck? The internet would have been way worse out there. Like, 
terrible. The growth, Re- new house. Yeah. And you just got married? No ring. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, three, three weeks ago. Thank you. Holy cow. Dang. Yeah, double congrats are in order. Is your uh, shop still by your house or is it further away now? No, it's like 30 minutes away. So it's kind of far, but um, oh, okay. But I mean, it's like, it's chill. I mean, that's when I can listen to y'all talk on the podcast and everything. So I need, I need some time like that. <laughs> Dude, a little commute's helpful. I have the dog walk, so that that's like my time, but I actually don't yeah. mind. I got lunch with someone in Long Beach, which is 45 minutes away. Um, Cole at, at Shirt Agency, and it was really nice to have a 45-minute drive because I could knock out a pod get there an and knock out an episode going back. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. It's chill. Um, okay. Let me give a little background on this, Steven. Uh, I scheduled this yesterday. So, uh, John sent, yeah, John thanks. I'm supposed to be golfing right now. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks, Steven. We, we, I wouldn't we, pass this up. John hit me up and, um, he sent a text like, Hey, can we chat for a bit? And I was like, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, how are things going and stuff? And so we're, we're talking and, um, one of the things that he said, which which struck me is because I remember asking you this is like, hey, you know, I, I've kind of delegated a lot of things off and I've got some free time now. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the best thing I should be spending time doing? And then also, you know, should I uh, try to dive in and do some sort of podcast for my industry or, or like some content that can help my customers? So that was the premise. And, you know, we talked a little bit over it, but I found it super interesting on those two different topics and was like, hey, we we should actually talk more about this because the last time we had you on, you're in the shipping container. It's just you, you know, you're cranking out jobs, just bought an auto uh, Mm -hmm. and now you're, you're, you're able to delegate stuff off and have free time to say, "What, what should I be doing next? So first of all, like, uh, you know, major Thanks, congratulations. That's, that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was back then though. Like that was like a crazy grind, but that's kind of what I mentioned on the phone too, is like, I kind of, or I kind of like missed some of that action of like every day pushing out a job and I don't know, always growing and growing, getting new equipment in and scheduling the forklift and all that stuff. Like I miss it. Like, I was just like, I'm just coming to work now. And there's like, I order some garments clear out my email and it's like there's no major growth and that's like what i want again so i kind of want to like drum up some business again um but but yeah no like the last two years has been like so chill like i got to where like i was working towards like i finally got there like i remember in those early years of like manually printing like i was like i don't like i don't know i just never saw a light at the end of the tunnel and then it just like happened all of a sudden i got employees employees everybody in their job and now i'm just like came to like a stop. What were the roles that you got like over this? Cause, cause what was it? Was it three year period from printing manually to, uh, you said five people, 10 people. Yeah. We did that podcast in 2019. Um, pre COVID. Yeah. And then like, I have a team of six, so seven, including me. So I mean, like those roles are like, um, I got two guys who print I only have one automatic, but like, they both like one guy prints three days out of the week. The other guy prints two days out of the week. And when they're not printing, then of course they're like folding, bagging, tagging, um, counting in jobs. So that's, those guys are full-time two full-time in production right there. And And were they first, sorry, were they the first hires or who like go in the sequence? Cause this is interesting who to hire then. Yeah. The first hire was a guy who's not here no more. He ended up going to the military, but, he was uh, also a printer. So he was like a print, he printed for me for two years and it was like right when I got my automatic. Um, so he was great. And then I hired another printer. The first like three hires were printers because I needed to get off of, I needed that to get off my place. So I could be with customers, like super like back and forth with the customers. Um, so yeah, like the first like two, um, so now like there's two full-time in for, production uh or printing i'm sorry and then there's two like part-time it'd be hard for me to give you the sequence because i can't remember there was some that you know left in between and like whatever so Mm. i can't i don't know about the sequence but i mean it was probably like printing screens and then once those were all taken care of then finally 
um, customer service. So somebody on the customer side of things, which is like, when I passed that off, that was like, I was like in another world, like a, <laughs> a business, like it was like, I was running a totally different business. Once that got passed off and there was, you know, people in production, somebody with the customers, like I felt like I got to where I was working towards. And so that was like super nice. So, I mean, it is still super nice. Jonathan, could you tell us, okay, if you were, when you got your auto, like what was your, could you share like revenue wise, like where you were at then? Cause I think it's, re- there's going to be a lot of people listening to this. It'll be like, I'm about to buy my first auto or I'm going to hire my first employee. Like you were printing manually for two years by yourself, three years. Uh, yeah, let me think. Yeah. Like two, two years. Okay. So your forearms are jacked. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, where were you at when you took the plunge to buy an auto, hire that employee? Okay, so I got the auto at the end of 2018, and that was I was barely. And you're gonna be like, you bought an auto at that, but it was barely. I knew I was gonna do it like full time, so I needed to do it right. Um, I was at 105, 105,000 in revenue, so not not like a lot. Um, but the next year, I went from 105, got the automatic like right there in January. So 2019, 2019, I, I went from 105 to. 275, 275,000. And I was like, I was able to say yes to everything. And then like six months into like that year, I got my first employee. So it was like auto employee, like I could crank on jobs. So went from like 105 to 275. And then in 2020, I went to 320. So I still like jumped up in 20. Um, And then like in 2021, I did half a million in sales. So that was like a big milestone for me that I was super happy about um 2021 yeah so that's where i was when i got my auto barely at 105 but like i knew i was going to do this full time again so like it wasn't like a mm, i'm going to go get an auto and see what happens it's like i wasn't like i was spinning my wheels with the with the with the manual um okay there's there's a couple interesting things here that i just i i want to go through you jumped from $100,000 to almost $300,000 by buying a piece of equipment if you were to lease that equipment or whatever, okay, say so you're buying a piece of equipment for fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, you got a big payment on that every month. I don't know, a couple thousand dollars, one, two thousand dollars. It's like it could arguably be more than your rent, right? But for spending, call it twenty, thirty grand a year in financing, which is essentially half an employee, you jump from a hundred thousand dollars to three hundred thousand dollars. And I think the interesting part about this that I'm starting to think about is you can invest in people or technology or, you know, like equipment, robots, whatever, right? So you basically, to buy that auto, you hired a half an employee. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever thought about it like that, Bruce? Like a piece of equipment's an employee? It It is interesting in the early days, although it's funny because we also talk about uh, the pitfalls of buying equipment, but it's like on the initial phase, I wonder if, did you think you bought the auto too late? Me? No way. I mean, that's early. That's early. Yeah. I mean, I only had again, a hundred, hundred thousand in sales. So the year before that was at like 75,000 in sales. So I don't want to say too late, but, um, but obviously if I would have had it, those previous years could have been better. I don't know. But like, that was still, that was still early. Um, but I, if I had to give advice to somebody who was like in that, should I get an auto? I'd be more like, like contract it out, find somebody you can print, like build it up as much as you can until you're ready to really bring it on. Cause still a hundred thousand dollars is, I mean, that's like, not that, that's not like not a lot. Yeah. But dude, you cranked right after. Yeah, I did. I did. But you um, literally- and, and is that, be, but is that because now you could actually give customers like, it's not like you're like, hitting the pavement as hard, but like all of a sudden your time just, it went to the next, like it, it maximized a little bit more, right? I got the auto and then six months later got an employee. So now all of a sudden I'm just back and forth with the customer. I'm able to respond to them quicker versus them potentially like emailing me and going somewhere else or and I don't respond or whatever. So now I was able to follow up with people or, you know, code, code outreach. So, I mean, I was able to do all that like that year because I was, at the desk. I was taught this once when I uh, used to paint houses in college and they would always say, put down the paintbrush and go knock on doors. 
they would always say, like, put down the paintbrush and go knock on doors because the highest value you can bring to your business is always in sales. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of where I've been in the last like two years, just like on like at the desk. And I've done a lot of cold emails and some like they, some of them land a lot. Don't obviously that's like a numbers game. But um, but yeah, like to me, like another thing I've had to give like advice, I guess, is like you got to get your sales up because you can't get equipment. You can't get employees. You can't like do make any moves if you don't have like the sales to kind of back it up and help you grow. So. Yeah, I'm all about like trying to get more sales. Always, always, always. All right, real quick, I got to tell you something. This is really interesting, and here's why. We formed a company called Inktavo. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now. Printavo, Inksoft, and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. Inksoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, um, company stores and everything in between. And Graphics Flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website so customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus, you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus, in app editing, it's like Canva, but specifically for shops. All right, check it out. All those brands are on inktavo.com. That's inktavo.com. All right, thanks. I didn't answer your question directly, Farragut. I have seen um, larger shops absolutely do a lot of time studies on different pieces of equipment to on the automation side for sure. So, you know, um, darkroom especially, people, you know, have looked at and watched people and wrote things down and been able to calculate like a payback period of essentially one piece of equipment um, can eliminate one, one role, for example, or allow somebody to do multiple things. It doesn't have to be eliminating. Um, so they're a lot more efficient. Uh, so I don't know. That, that's how I looked. I would like argue with my old business partner. I'd be like, I want to get an auto coder. It's $18,000. It's like, no, no, we can code just fine. We don't need that. I'd be like, it's, it's a $5 an hour employee for a year and then it's paid off. And then the person that, and then everyone can coat and it only takes, you know, an hour a day to coat instead of all that. Wait, did you say $5 I feel like an hour? I don't know if it's $5 an hour times, uh, 2000 oh, hours. Nope. Yeah, it's 10 bucks it. an hour. Sorry. <laughs> it's, like, it's a, it's a $10. Sorry. Still, we don't do that. We don't do that. off though. It's like done. It's, yeah. it's a $10 oh, an hour yeah. employee. Right. Or, you know, for, for whatever, uh, you know, so it's interesting that you, every time you automated with people or something, all of a sudden your bis- business just naturally, just like not naturally, but it just popped off. Yeah. And even with um, the, when I got my like CTS machine, like I had just somebody got like, let go or not let go. Somebody moved on, like went to another job, like who was working with me. And so I was like, going to need to fill that role. And then I was like, and I could just like put a payment on like, um, you know, a CTS and like, you know, and that would save like X amount of time on press. And so I ended up going that route and that all obviously helps like a ton setting up. Okay. So, so you even bought, an auto at 100k and a direct to screen i bought the direct to screen at uh think at the uh, 300k mark <laughs> I, I bet you i bet you if you were to pull all shops that do under a half million dollars less than less than five percent have maybe two percent less than five percent have a direct to screen yeah, yeah. Uh, and a direct to screen, what'd you get? Like uh, I image, or, image, yeah, I image us. Yeah. Um, wrong answer, but that's okay. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> uh, just we're kidding. in, we, yeah, we have the doubt that, I know, um, I know. but, but even that another 30, $40,000, right? Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I, someone else can burn screen. Like, you know, film output is, is, is gone away. I don't Bruce, this is a different mentality i don't see shops doing this as early as as jonathan well what is your mentality when approaching this yeah i I think like at 100k to 300k the business is um at a phase is this your first company that you've gotten to this size oh for sure yeah well no i mean steven kind of said it perfectly earlier like once you pay off the equipment like it's gonna be paid off and you're still gonna like be using it 
versus like an employee, it's going to be like over and over and like, but I didn't, I don't know about you, Farrah, but like, I don't feel like I had that mentality at that size. <laughs> I feel no, like maybe at, at a million, two million a year, then it was like, okay, all right, all right. So we got to get efficient here. We, I need to hire these we things. We had a and- Lawson Trooper until like <laughs> 1.5 million and a Zante screenwriter. And like my business partners would absolutely not do it. And it's like, oh, come on. But you actually put your machines to work. And they made you money along the way. But it like it's like I swear it's like credit to you guys and like other business podcasts and audiobooks. Like obviously, like my parents don't own a business or anything like that. Like I just fill my brain with what everybody's you know, all the interviews y'all do, like I listen to these guys. Like I actually listen to them. So and these guys are bigger that's than me, so it's that's like why you, that's why you're on here. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you're know, next class. Actually, that's funny. That's the number one thing larger shops say they wish they would have bought sooner is CTS after the auto, of course. But um, okay, so so then so it, it, what it sounds like it was like equipment, people, and then it's just like people, process, people, process, people, process. I mean, I think we've all mentioned it and heard and listened to or read the E Myth. And like, I do remember reading that back in the day when I was like the only employee and like, I just always kept that in my mind. And now like, it's crazy. And I'm sure like y'all both know, cause y'all got huge businesses, but like how important it is to have like the systems and the processes in place. And when that, this happens, then that happens, that happens, then this happens. So like having that in place, like, I mean, you can just like freaking screw off and like the business is like kind of on cruise control. That's how it has been lately, like the last two years, obviously there's exceptions and things come up, but like for the most part, it, so yeah, processes is like the key to it all. If anyone hasn't read the E-Myth Revisited, uh, it's about a bakery, uh, Blueberry. I haven't read it in a really long time. It's been a right? while too. Like, I feel like Apple yeah. or something. Uh, but it's about a bakery and really treating it like a machine and a system rather than going like waking up every day to, to run a bakery. Bruce, you'd like this. You love bakeries. <laughs> um, but uh uh, it's a really, 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 really great book. Recommend it for any business owners that are stuck in the business and they find themselves taking all the things they should do and prioritizing them last. Like, oh, we need a system for this, but you never get to it because you're Steven, always printing shirts. But would you say like, because I always think about this, like, what if you gave it to somebody who hasn't started the business yet and they read it first? Like, don't you think it, would, it wouldn't hit them as as hard as it would hit somebody who's like doing everything, like who's already in a business with and they're doing everything, juggling a lot, but like, do you think that ever think that like, you know how like it would hit them? It would it hit me different whenever I read it because I was actually juggling yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Sympathize with it. Always yeah. think about that. A hundred percent. We all know what we ought to do and we're probably taught it. And none of us ever listen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And until you go through those pain points, then you say, ah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what did you find on the training side worked and did not work? with getting these folks in, you know, and unless they had some experience coming in before, or like, you know, I, cause I feel like you, all right. So you're very progressive there. What about on this training side? Dude, that stretch of two to three years of training people was like the worst time in business. Like as far as like taking a toll on me because like you're busy like super busy so that's why you're hiring but then they're in training mode so they're messing up everything and you're busy you don't have time to freaking be messing up things so those years of training them which i'm over now like i'm already over with the current team because like they know what they're doing and they're better at it probably than me now but like yeah that i don't know if i have an answer like what did i do like but i mean it, it was just a bunch of trial and error like you messed up what do you think happened and like my guys they're like real like they don't like even in small talk, like they don't talk a lot. They're just like real, like, yes, like, no. Yeah. 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 So like whenever they, there used to be me- like mess ups, I'd be like, dang, like, what do you think happened? Like not even getting mad. Like, as you go, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, like I need, I need some feedback. I need, did like, you I need go to know. Through, did you go through a lot of employees? Like, did you, like, I remember our first four or five employees, we, we definitely churned through some. Did you have no, a lot of like, turnover? Guy, no, no, no. Like, no i could think of one person who left and he was only with us for like four months um but the the other guy the first guy like i said he he need, he just needed to get paid more so he ended up going to like military so he left um but the other two guys who everybody's been there like has stayed so no i mean i tried to obviously when you, and y'all know like when you're training people you can't be like a dick you got to be like super like 
you got to talk to them professionally and being like understanding and, and I was just coming out of like doing the job. So I actually understood like, okay, I understand like how that happened and, but we just got to make sure it doesn't continue to happen. So, um, so yeah. I mean, well, when just, they said, I don't I know, guess, then you know what, what do you say? Uh, I feel like initially the first 20, I don't know, is I'd be like, dang, okay. And I like, let it go. But after I like talk to my dad and he'd be like, my, I'll, I'll go like vent to my dad and be like, man, they messed up on this. And he's like, well, what happened? They, I'm like, they said, they don't know. He's like, well, ask them, like you come up with an answer, like make them say something. Come, you know? So I kind of like, he kind of like coached me in that area to be like, so then like the next times it would happen, I'd be like, okay, you don't know. That's fine. But take a wild guess. What do you think happened? And then they'd be like, oh, I probably didn't put enough at he sit down. Well, like, okay, okay, great. So like, I really, I mean, that, but that's my guys, like other guys, like other people who are way more outgoing, they probably be like, oh, I know I didn't put, you know, they could just go on and say exactly what it is. It's just my guys were like a real like quiet guys. So, but now they're great. For pretty repetitive, like repetitive role type jobs and, and like very plug and chug type things. Yeah. Um, eventually like you learn and you get it. So they're great now. I was going to ask like, you know, during those days, are you in the shop from open to close every single day? Oh yeah, for sure. Like eight days a week. Um, but, <laughs> but like in the last two years, like definitely not like now that I don't like have too much to do, like, no, nah, like not as much as I, I'm not in there. Like he's ever. at home. He's chilling. He's married. Yeah, married yeah. Yeah. Um, I also but, bought but, like a, a rent house to like rent out. So I'm kind of getting into that a little bit. So, okay. Just not, uh, but like, again, I want to be back. I want to be back in this game and I want to, I want I want more more growth and screen printing for but sure. But I think what's cool here is like some of the most businesses I get the most jealous about are the ones I see on Twitter. That's like I have six employees, I do this much, and I you know like half of them are outsourced, and I get to now do this, this, and this. Right? Like, how many days a week do you think you're in the shop now? Dude, I can't even say. If I said that, I'd be like. I would lose all credibility and everything. No. Like, what a freaking lazy piece of trash. Because I, I used to work like freaking 80 hours a week. And so like, I, know, I even looked at know. myself. I know. Yeah, if, I, if I was you, to look at myself now. Look, I'd when I like, met you, you weren't growing facial hair. This is this is, this is is like, <laughs> this is big stuff. I'm just kidding. We're not that much yeah. about a shoulder than you. But uh, wait, uh, but, but legitimately, because no, I think this is where business owners think they have to be in the shop all stinking day. And you don't, Right. And so I was, I was like one day a week, one hour a week, two days a week. What's it like now? And now that's, that's a testament. Like, that's a testament to how well your business is running. So you should be proud of that. Yeah. I would probably say almost like every day I'm, I'm there, but it's like for a very minimal, like I'm, I show up late, I leave early kind of stuff. Like a lot of the time, like actual work work. And that might be me ordering some garments, which I just passed that off. Like it might be like, it might be like 10 hours a week that I'm working, but that sounds like you're going to be like, what the freak? Like, what are you no, doing the rest of the time? But that's where you, like, okay, so for me, I come down to Champagne. I go into the shop for an hour. I go right back to my desk. I go in to meet people, have a couple meetings, check up on a couple things, and I get out of there. Because the longer I stay in there, the more I, like, probably annoy the employees. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not like they're going to, they're not going to do it any, they're, they're going to just make, they're going to make, you know, whatever. And I also believe that, when you trust your employees, they will operate better because you're trusting them. They will problem solve. They'll figure out their mistakes. They'll scrap, right? If you're there yeah, and you have to answer. They're going to ask a question every time. They're going to ask a question. And so a lot of it is just kind of like letting go. And I think shop owners listening to this should be jealous of the fact that you can still, you know, Everyone thinks, oh, I got to get to this revenue to not be in the shop every day. No, like you can let people figure it out. Um, yeah, bro, I know exactly like what you're talking about. When I do show up there, it's like question here, question here, question here. And I'm like, man, like where are these questions when I'm away? Like they're not happening. So I know exactly what that's about. Um, quality. Okay. So talk about quality control though. Like is the quality any better when you're there or not? Uh, so they... They send me, I mean, as far as like the test prints, they send me a test print, like every test print I get like to my phone all the time. So if I'm away, like I'm still seeing the, every test print oh, actually wow. through like, actually through like Snapchat, like they snap me like all why, the time. Why Snapchat? Uh, honestly, cause like they're like, and they're younger, like they're like <laughs> 20, 23 and I have snap and it's like, 
it just it was very like intuitive for for all of us to use because if you use like Slack, wow. then you got to like upload it to Slack, then yeah, put a message. Yeah. But but like, no, I just I just sort of thought texting. Yeah. But um, do you have to be like hold the replay button or whatever? <laughs> yeah, all the time. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. There's but, always like, can you like give me another angle or something? Do you have to approve it before they go off? Like, or I do, I do, they- I do. Um, I, I would say basically almost anything over like three colors like goes by me. But if it's like a one color, uh, they still send something. But like, or they'll send it sometimes. One color is not so much, or two colors. Like if it's like an easy thing to do. But it's also we also kind of have like you know like I think we all my my guys just know like certain customers need a little bit more attention. Like if it's like a clothing brand versus like a kindergarten class, like you know what I mean. Like you can probably crank out whatever you do on the kindergarten class is probably gonna be okay. But if it's a clothing brand of one of our bigger customers, then it's like all eyes see it. But also, again, those two guys that are there, like if I'm not responding to my snap, like there's still like two pairs of eyes, like looking at it always. No one's ever running one job like solo, solo ever. What about training the customer service side? Uh, I always felt it was harder to let go of that one just because, you know, it's an extension of you and how Dude, you that treat people. Was, that's crazy because like you got a hundred billion garments. They got to know artwork, right? Um, sizes, colors, quoting prices, what our turnaround is going to look like. Yeah. Like that took like each one of those roles. Cause like I've, I've had two different people in that role. The first girl uh, ended up going back to college, like more hours college, but like that took like solid three months shadowing, like shadowing me like solid three months when it was like finally like, okay, I can pass you off. Same with this last person. Like, three months of like solid, like back and forth, like shadowing me, like, this is what I'm going to say here. This is what I'm going to do here. This is what I'm going to do. But it's totally worth it those three months because once it's off your plate, like, I mean, it's amazing. Like even more specifically in the shadowing part, like are they, is it like they're sitting right and watching your screen or is it, hey, you answer this email. Let me see what you're going to send before you send it. And you're doing that oh, over yeah, and over. That's a, there's a lot of that too. I mean, definitely like to answer your question, there was never no like documented SOP for it. It was like, yeah, it was that exactly. Like, I know what I would say here. What do you think you would say? And then they would maybe type out what they think. And then I'd be like, perfect, but this, this, and that. And then now, so like, but it was like three months of that. So now they really know how I would talk. I think there's, um, when I teach sales, I like to always show success. So like, I will take the whole order, the whole interaction, close the entire thing. Um, and then I like, like the second time it'll be like, okay, um, I'm going to still lead it. You tell me what to do. And then like the third one is like, okay, now you do it. Explain to me why you're doing it. And so if you don't, if you skip that step and you just tell them how to do it and you don't actually show them or have them explain it to you, you lose so much of that. Like, Hey, this is why I'm saying this, or that's why we're going to do this or this. There are procedures and scripts, right? Like we have documents of, you know, all that stuff, but the street smarts of being able to move quickly and yeah. handle an order and close them. That's when they get like high task maturity and they're just like, yep, we're doing, you know, they yeah. just know and how to roll. I was going to say that role of customer success or customer like interaction is the most important role because like I always, I've always thought like if my business burns, if like my equipment building burns to the ground, like I still have that book of business. Like it's still like all of my business. I could take it to any other print shop, contract shop and continue like business. So it's like that relationship with the customer. That's like everything. So like, I'm so big time. Like I still look at like my guys, um, like responses and make sure it's always happy, 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 excited, excited. Yes. Like professional or like what, whoever the customer is like, just that's like the most important thing. Like it's customer success. So, well, first of all, my guy is remote. So he's not even next to me. Um, I have, uh, what do you call it? It's called Insightful. It's like an app. Um, and it like, it records his interaction once he's clocked in. It records like all like computer interaction. So every tab he's on, um, everything he's doing. And it sends me like 30 screenshots per hour. Like I'm totally like, he's working for sure. Um, but like, as far as like, I mean, obviously I use front app like Steven does. I mean, he's always preached on that. So I, I use that. And then I use Dialpad. It's a, it's like a VoIP. I don't know if y'all have heard of Dialpad. It's, um, but that's how we text. So we actually text like 
probably more than half of our customers, like all like full order, like full order, like from beginning to end, probably more than, I bet you like 60% is through text. And then 40% probably through email. And those are probably like schools and stuff. Jonathan, you hired a customer. You, your customer success is completely remote, right? Remote, In fact, yeah. I think like even overseas. And yeah, yeah. they're Overse- handling all of... And there, there's all a lot. Customers. What? Yeah, all customers. So all text and email is him. Um, and the phone calls that do come through, like I'll pick up and answer those. But I get like maybe two to three phone calls a month. Like it's all text and email. Interesting. So um, there are companies out there. Graphic source has back office admin that they can help with customer service. Um, there's a company called support shepherd growth assistant. Yeah. Yeah, support, um, yeah. And you know, like if you can't afford to have a full-time person in your shop doing customer service, there are so many good services out there that are real people on the other side and then you just kind of like work with them. But I think the most interesting part you said is you use a tool called Insightful that watches their screen. So yeah. you're actually getting like really good work out of them instead of hiring someone at the front desk that Oh yeah, this guy you don't know working, what's happening. Yeah, this guy's working all the time and like if there's any and it tracks his idle time. So if he's idle for like 10 minutes, like it's gonna let me know, it's gonna let him know. Um and I pay, pay him based off what he works. So if he wants to get his 40 hours, he's going to be working the whole time. Does Okay. Now, is there truly 40 hours of customer service to do? Or is he prospecting? Is he doing cold outreach? Is he doing inside and outside sales? That's a good question. And no, yeah, there is 40 hours. He's behind. Like, I need to get him some help. <laughs> I need to get him some and help, And that's actually. just inbound? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's impressive. But, yeah. And, I, and I'm looking to get him some help because I do want to obviously do some more outbound. I do... If anybody's doing outbound, it's me. I definitely send some cold emails, but yeah, I need him. He's like he's barely keeping up with what's coming in, and I still have gra- and I still have graphic source full time artists there. So, it's, so they're both like very busy. Yeah, I mean that's how your business get becomes flexible, though, right? When you are like, okay, I have you know a full time VA doing art, a full time VA doing customer service. What's really cool now is as you drum up more business, you can hire another customer service, another artist, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at so, right now. So like, I think that's also really cool too. And I think you should probably spend your, you know, n- now it's time to sell. Uh, but but you do you outsource big jobs that are too big? Like, do you have a contract network that you use or do you try to do everything in-house? I need a contract network so bad. Like I don't know where to even begin, who to talk to, but I need that because um, during our busy season, which is like fall, August, September, October, probably like your, your busy season too. Like we get so like slammed and like, that's when I do get in the shop. Um, the whole year I'm like not in the shop, but that year, like th- that time of the year, like I'm definitely helping in production. Um, so no, I don't have anybody to outsource to. Um, I, and I've also, I've never had like a massive 40,000 piece order or nothing like that. So that's like not even on my radar ever. But um, but even just with the regular orders, I mean, we get so backed up. Yeah, but I think there's a... Okay, if, if sales is always like your limit, you know, if you could always sell an infinite amount and say you had to pay an extra 10 to 15, you know, it's a 50 piece order. It's two color front, two color back. You're going to pay four or five bucks um, to print it. If you had that contractor network, though, you would feel good about continuing to sell, right? Yeah, no, I need I need somebody like a shop or two that I can lean on. But the thing I think about, because I thought about it, and I'm like, I feel like those people would need like work all year long to want to give me contract pricing. But I don't know if they're if there's like seasonal people who take on work just during a season. I don't know. So there's tons of contract decorators out there, and for shops listening to this, if you get you know like and you're in Florida, right? Um, I'm sure you're going to get hit up after this call of saying like, I can print for you. Yeah. Well, I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas. Oh, you're in Texas. Why do I yeah, think yeah, you're yeah, in Florida? Yeah. There's even know. more I'm, contract printers in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> second, yeah. There's even more contract yeah, printers. Yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up um, for sure. But, but we, we do that. I have a circle of five or six shops that we lean on when we get busy. 
And I'll tell them straight up during this time of the year, you know, I think I'm going to get this, this, and this during this time during the summer, we're going to do it all in house. Um, and so when you do that, you just, you just, you become more flexible, right? Like you become more agile and then you don't burn your people out. That's what I say. Yeah. My guy is like this last busy season. It's like overtime for like four months and it's like, they're cool and they're, they want it and they like it, but still like, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. And, and it's pricey. Obviously overtime's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that you could probably pay probably a little bit more premium to sub it out, but at least your guys aren't going to burn out. And yeah. you have GraphX already doing the SEPs. So it's like, you should be able to pop that to another shop. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. But Bruce, we were, um, we were talking a little bit about how, you know, now that uh, Jonathan has an automated customer service side, an automated, you know, sales side or automated um, art department. Now it's just like, how do you push on sales and then start outsourcing jobs to have like this infinite capacity, if that makes sense. Because he's what like, do you think, what are the channels? Yeah, because that that was one thing you were talking about. Sorry, someone was at the door. The landlord asking question. Um, the so where do you think you'd push on on the marketing side then? Because your original question was on content and like, hey, sh- how did you start the podcast stuff? And like, do you see oh, we'll any shops that doing quick. that? Yeah, exactly. I was wondering about um like specifically what Bruce and y'all both do, but like what he did in the early years of like educational hub for other printers, like, and the questions he would ask would were like perfect questions that a, another printer would want to know. And I'm like, well, should I do that for like my, my, like, cause I do, I do a lot of schools. So like, should I be hitting up like the cheerleader coach and being like, you know, interviewing, interviewing her so that other cheerleader coaches would want to hear that interview. And like, you know, I could drum up business that way. So, and I, and I would, what I had asked Bruce, if like, are there other shops that are doing this? Like, you know, making content for their niche that they want to be in, I guess, because if there are, I don't really know about them. And maybe that's a good thing. Cause Steven, I haven't yeah, seen a Jonathan, you could, you could make a, you'd be a great cheerleading podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, cheerleader was just like one example. I mean, we do like of, obviously like spirit cheerleading, stuff. cheerleading moms. Like let's, <laughs> let's talk bedazzling today. Um, <laughs> okay. We, um, inspired by Bruce. I don't think there's very many shops that do this. Oh my where, gosh. I, why didn't I think of anyway? Yeah. I, I don't, can't believe I didn't think of, uh, they do one, John. Okay. So when we, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> is it the nil stuff yeah so when we oh, okay, dove yeah. into nil what we immediately so this is inspired by bruce because i've watched bruce make content for as long as i know him and he's been very um like strategic consistent. and consistent like i'm gonna create value for my customers and that's how we'll build a community and that's why people will buy our software right and yeah, so yeah he did that um, exactly and, yeah and that's if you think about Printavo over like any other software in our space or any other manufacturer, I don't know if there's a better company that creates content and sells something else. Right. Um, like you, could ar- yeah. you could argue they're, you know, like, like another screen printing magazine. All right, Bruce, we're done complimenting you, but uh, <laughs> I'm right here. The inspiration that we took when we started our NIL side was let's just every week record every single week. We're going to record and we're just going to interview people and we don't care if it gets 50 views or 100 views we're just going to do it and so um that's what we've been doing and okay. it works um but we get lazy a lot we're like shoot we record this week ah whatever <laughs> um so it like it took a bunch of us to do it and i think the the part about it is we didn't start feeling the results of it until like 6 months yeah where like someone's like oh i heard that and i was like oh cool Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Bruce, yeah. how no. how long until like how long until your content started paying off? Yeah, it was at least six months, maybe maybe a year. Because of... it was pretty bad early on. <laughs> I mean, webcam. <laughs> I remember I had a GoPro, um, like terrible lighting and you everything. Paid me to write but... the blogs. That's how bad yeah. it was. <laughs> I, I told Jonathan, so so there's a couple things I'll just do like a three minute riff on if if anybody wants to start this. Cause I think the NIL like how do people, is that not just on campus Inc.'s YouTube channel? 
It's on our YouTube, Spotify. Okay. Yeah. So people can see how you guys do it and you talk about NIL and athlete, uh, college athletics and all that. Um, and you have someone, Adam Cook, who's like, you know, was a college athlete and is deep in that area and loves to talk about it. Uh, our whole thing was um, our company premise was just create a really great product, have really great support, and then also educate the space because I, I think anybody can copy the service you provide, but it's harder to copy the the brand and, and sort of the community that you built. And um, so it, it was just a reminder on my calendar every week to, to record something and for a while, for about three months or so, it was every day, uh, every morning, first thing in the morning was record something that the customers in this case, shops would find helpful, not me. I, I think one of the, the, the pitfalls a lot of shops get into when I see it is like, this is stuff that they're trying to sell and that the shops care more about, like merch for, you know, cheerleaders or something. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, this is for you. This isn't for the cheerleader. And so like, what, what does the cheerleader coach actually care about? You know what I mean? And like, part of it may benefit you, part of it may not, but it, the coach really can, and it helps the coach in their, in their lives. Um, and then it's just consistency of recording it, uh, and, and just making sure it's done every day because that momentum builds a lot, like over, like you said, it takes a while. It's not like you can go blast on an email campaign, you get three responses and there's a sales. This thing takes, you know, a lot of time, but it has a lot of momentum that carries forward, especially bonus tip here if you can do evergreen content, so stuff that is searchable in Google forever and isn't just like today's news, which again is cool um, and works in other areas, but you have to keep creating it versus evergreen. It's like, it's on Google. People are always searching for it. Even if there's like 50 people searching for it, those 50 are probably high value for you. So Yeah. And another thing you always used to do that was like, impressive like you never like plug like printable hard like i mean you may be like before like the interview or whatever but like during the interview you never ask oh what like software are you using printable like you never did any of that i feel like like you just you were like legit if you were like you shop asking question that is the that is the hardest part probably i think is just not do do not do it to serve you yourself yeah and then, and then yeah. i think you you get you give you give you give you give and then um, you can get it. And that's sometimes frustrating back. with like bigger companies, right? When they want to like, oh, don't forget the, you know, like you're like, oh, I'm just doing good organic content and oh, you need me to like, you know, read this or, or plug that. Uh, but I think early on, I, I look at it two ways, creating value for your customers and that value can be nothing about that industry, like, and then creating something that's entertaining. If you can create value and you can be entertaining, even if you're interviewing a person every week, that's 60, like 60 weeks of, or 52 weeks of entertainment value. Right. Um, and so I think the other part about it is in this day and age, well, we didn't have like short form content of TikTok, or, I mean, that wasn't really around reels and TikTok, Bruce, when you were starting your interviews, I'm curious no. if you were restarting now, I'm sure you would have, you would be a caption guy with like TikTok stuff happening all the, all the clips. You just, you're too washed up for that. Now you're not good at making Can't them. Do it. I've tried. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, I, I think the easiest way for someone to start is literally just talk about them. So we're going to keep on the cheerleader coach thing for a second. If you just find out like, Hey, how did you get into this role? Um, like what are the cool things about it? What are like advice for other coaches who want to be here that you give them? What are your biggest challenges you feel like as a coach that you have in, in coaching? And like, how do you feel like you could win? Uh, yeah, those are know, perfect for Kenny. Big all losses, <laughs> lows, highs, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, okay. So I guess the end all is, do you think you'll do it or no? Or like, or, or like, how do you think you'll grow sales from here? Is this a part of it or not? Because I've, I've done a little bit of the cold calling and the cold emails. And it's like the cold calls are hard. Like it's hard straight up. It doesn't feel good. Like it's hard. And but I do. I wish I was that way because I know people do make bank that way. Like cold call, cold call for, you know, eight hours a day. So I'm not I'm just not that way. Um, the cold emails I've tried and I've done a lot. But 
I don't think it's maybe I guess worked out as much as I would like. Some do land again, and that's good. But like, you gotta stay. You gotta continue to like buy more, buy more leads to you know feed that machine. Um, I don't know. I feel like listening to Gary Vee, seeing you do it, like it seems like this is like the way to go. Like make content for your customer that they would watch and it could generate business. But to answer your question, do you think I'll do it? Man, I don't see why. I don't have like, I have time on my hands. If you would have asked me two years ago, I'd be like, there's no way I don't have time for that. But now I have time in my on my hands. So I might, I might do it. But like, I know if I do it, it's going to be like, it has to be like all in. It can't be like, we'll see how it goes. Like I got to do it, what y'all said, like six months straight all the time and make sure I really pump at it because like, it'll be easy just to be like, ah, I don't want to do it anymore. I think what's pretty cool is like, you don't know when it's going to pop either. Right. Like you could go viral at a certain point if you hit a certain niche in this day and age. Um, Like I just talked to to Connor at at St. Louis um, uh, and like they're all over TikTok. They bring in someone once a week to just remix a bunch of stuff for them and they've got content for it. Um, Yeah. I think the hardest part to do though is when you create that content you have to then blog it and email it, right? Like you can't just create content once, right, Bruce? Like you guys take a piece of content and you mix it 10 different ways. Can you talk about that for a sec? Um, yeah, th- there's actually a, an app. There's some new AI that that makes this a little bit easier now too. Um, one is called Video, V-I-D-Y-O dot AI. And this one, you can just feed it a link to a YouTube video and then you can... Um, and then it will create a lot of clips to upload. And the goal there is just to get more evergreen content out there. So more searchable content. Um, <clears throat> I'm not good at writing. And so I always had to have someone to help. You know, Steven was a huge help early on. I had another friend, Jason. And then we hired someone, finally, Luke, who's been incredible. You know, and then, you know, we always outsourced video editing. We brought that in-house with Chris. So... That's a scale though. That's over like, you know, five, six years. So with Upwork and stuff now, you're able to do so much um, with so little, which is incredible. I I just think the opportunity, especially in a smaller city, what is it? What city are you in in Texas again? San Angelo. Yeah. The population is like a hundred thousand. Okay. So you know, if you taking from Gary V, right. You know, be your city's mayor. Uh, I'm guessing San Angelo news is not the greatest. Like if I search San Angelo news, I see Contro Valley homepage, uh, you know, people that use the word homepage still in their, in their <laughs> URL or, yeah, yeah. uh, that's a good starting point. Um, but like, you know, it's just like very odd, weird corruption, tax appraisal. Um, uh, it's just not like interesting. Right. So, you know, if you're talking to people in just your area, different business owners and like even 15 minute conversation, I, I'm sure it would be so intriguing and people could find new cool things and services. Uh, you just assume that sort of news publication mayor role in your area. Um, so I think uh, also for for 88 five-star reviews on Google, I bet you if you were to pull all of the companies in your like in your area, you probably have more five-star reviews than anyone else. Um, it, yeah, that is something that I do like point out to new customers all the time. Like, hey, we're the highest rated shop in town. Like, go look at our reviews. Like, you'll know who you're dealing with that way. What were you about to say, Steven? Sorry. No, I was going to say like you've built such a good sound business. Like it's thanks, very thanks, impressive man. how it is. It's extremely sound. Um, and it, it, your website is beautiful. Um, thanks. you can go to successprintshop.com. Um, and Bruce, are you on this right now? It's, it's beautiful, right? It's simple. It's easy to use. It's clean. It, it doesn't look like this is a small shop with one auto. Mm-hmm. This looks like a massive organization. And so you've, you've, we can tell you've obviously spent a ton of time like curating and, and making Thanks, things guys. look super nice and organized, I guess like, Man, but I, I give what, credit to y'all, you guys though. Cause like, I like, I listen to everything y'all put out, but so thank you though. But yeah, but my marketing team, the thing that I, I show them stacks of your shirts and I'm like, if we're going to take pictures of the shirts, the stacks have to look this good. So like <laughs> we use a lot of stuff that you guys, you guys do. And you have branded boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you feel like you're pretty profitable? Are you in a good spot? I mean, you bought a house and got married, but how's that? Yeah. No, yeah, it's good. Um, definitely like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think you guys know, but like I'm on 20 acres of my parents' private property. So like, I don't have any like rent. So, I mean, that, that's a big one right there. Um, where I'm also like in Texas. So like, I'm not like, you know, like downtown Dallas or where my payroll has to be like crazy high. Like if I was, I don't want to tell y'all what I pay my guys, but if I did, y'all probably be like, God dang, like compared to like someone downtown Los Angeles or something, you know what I mean? mean? You're taking it like you're, you're, you're doing business the right way. You're figuring out where you can build for less, right? You're figuring out what, like, you know, if you're, if your employees are happy and you're paying them well, you're good. You're outsourcing the things that should be outsourced. Your quality is great. Your web presence is awesome. Are, do you think you're going to build something bigger? Like, aren't you going to outgrow? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, I'm 1000%. Like, so I thought about it a lot. Like, so I'm actually like 30 minutes away from San Angelo, like the actual town, like on this property. And a lot of people always ask me, like, do you think you'll move into town and San Angelo have a place of business there? But like, based off hearing all the freaking podcasts, like, and having people walk in and all this stuff, like, I'm pretty sure I'll never build in town. I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue to build on the property. My parents are like, take all the property you want. They're totally cool with it. Um, but yeah, I'll probably build one bigger building connected to it all and like probably be done there. I think, I don't know, we'll see where it goes, but I think where I'm at right now, I have two shipping containers and then a metal building. Um, and I think I could pump a lot of work out with this. And before I do make any big moves, I'll for sure contract out before I actually like get more, like another auto, like I'll for sure contract out until it, it like is definitely like recurring revenue all the time. But so I, where I'm at right now with the CTS, with the auto, with the employees, with the team right now, like I think I can take it like to a good level. So we'll see. You have this uh, on your website, you brought up Steven too. You guys have this tab free designs, which I actually see. It's kind of cool to see this. You're using graphicsflow.com, which is a, a, an Inksoft product that they came out with. And you can browse like designs based on like for different ideas, right? It's, a lot of times it's like, Oh, we, even us, we need, we want shirts for the holidays, but don't have any sort of design ideas. This is kind of cool to be able to pick like actually good looking art. Um, how do you guys use it though? So we, I mean, some customers go through it and they'll pick out some designs, but like, I'm not going to lie. I wish it was used more. Cause I mean, like you said, the designs on there are, they're not bad. They're not, they're, you know, they're perfect. Like for like, for all the spirit wear we do, it's like perfect. Vector um, ready. You can yeah, change them really quickly. It's like, exactly. inquiry it's like, yeah, it's so, so nice, but it doesn't get used that much as I would like. Um, and I think it's because like, we don't point customers to it ever. It's just like when a customer comes in like inbound, they, for the most part already know kind of what they want. If not, then they'll just, it's just like, We'll just ask, like, all right, tell us what you had in mind. They'll tell us what you have in mind. Graphics Source freaking makes it happen. So, I mean, Graphics Source, like, we lean on them so much. Like, they do so much for us. So, um, yeah. But, but I think yeah. what's cool here, like, okay, maybe this is, maybe we'll, we'll hack on this for a second. So, the website's beautiful. The free design thing, you can click on it and you can basically search any of these designs that are all vector and print ready. It maybe every time you get a new customer, you zap it to a welcome flow that says, Hey, have you thought of any of these designs lately? Start looking at them. And then you just, you just always Dude, point that's, back that's to it. Good. Yeah. We don't ever like, I don't do any like email campaigns, but yeah, that'd be nice to send be like, Hey, here's these free designs. Like if you have anything like you want to check out. So yeah, that that's something I'm definitely sleeping on and like is drip campaigns, but that's a good I saw idea. some, I saw somebody had an idea where they created a pre-created collection for that email. So, you know, you can't blast this out, but if it was a construction business, for example, and the holidays are coming up, Hey, here's like four designs of ideas that you guys can send to your team and their families. Just wanted to see what you think. And if you wanted to order anything, uh, wow, that's so customized to, to what you did. And that you you probably only have to spend five minutes just searching for some sort of idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you literally just installed graphics flow and just embedded it. Right. Yeah. That's all that is. So they have it like that for me already. So 
I like it a lot. I wish, again, I wish more people used it, but that's probably more on my customer side of things. Like we don't ever point people there. It's just, it's just sitting there on my website. Hey, but Bruce, it would be cool if nice. we could upload our own artwork to this. I think that's in there. So they just added the ability to edit art. Um, like in real think, time. Yeah. So it's kind of like Canva in a way, you know, where you can edit the the art or the text right there on on the page. And then I, I believe custom uh, art uploading into a library is there too. So, or not now, but will be in the future. So um, anyway, dude, I think this is awesome. Did you say where you ended up last year or like a range? Cause you, you mentioned, I think 22. Yeah. It was 500. Yeah. So 2021 was 520,000 and 2022 was our first year going down but very specifically i know like why our biggest customer we ended up doing last year was like 490 490,000 um and that's with our biggest customer they started buying their own blanks and sending them to us so i mean like right there there's like a huge chunk of revenue just because like those blanks they started sending so so that was like the main and then there's a couple other events that happen that don't happen often like actual events that we printed for that were big um, so between like them buying their own blanks, these other like events not happening, like that kind of is like where the dip happened. But, um, but I mean, I was still, I thought it was going to be like the feel of the year. I thought it was going to be less. So when it was like 490 with all the other stuff happening, like I still wasn't like, I wasn't too bummed about it. Um, what would it take for you to double the size of your company in sales? Have you ever thought about that? Like, okay, how do I get to a million? What would it take? Like, I'm just curious uh, from a thought. production side or like a both, sales thing? both. If you could, if you could talk through it in like 20 seconds, like if I said, all right, new year starts yeah, yeah, now, yeah. how do we do a million dollars? Man, dude, for, first of all, a million dollars is like all I ever freaking think about. Like I want to hit that threshold so bad. Um, I would need one. I would need the, my two printers. Like they cannot come off press. Like they, I feel like they would need to be on press all the time and definitely having everything fed to them. Like all the screens, ink, garments so i would need like a third person in production probably just running for them and then another person because we we i don't know like if y'all are aware but we bag and tag and fold every single shirt that goes out every order so i would need somebody there or i'd probably buy like a like a speedy tee i don't know how well those work um super interested in one of those i've got one. um yeah <laughs> like is it is it good <laughs> i don't know but keep okay. going this is cool okay keep, keep riffing yeah, on this so it'd be like solid team on production. And then I'd probably need the two guys that are in the screen department. Like there's a reclaim and then there's a guy who makes the screens and coasts the screens, but they're both high school kids. Um, so then they're part-time. So I'll probably need like, I don't know if I was going to keep them, I would just need probably another full-time making screens. Um, and then like just a little help on the customer service side, but like I'm free. Like I'm not like I can plug and play all these situations for anybody so if i needed to step in on customers i could so that's production stuff but like on actual sales that's where i mean that's why i called bruce and was like man should i like start making content for the customers i want because oh uh, yeah i feel like there isn't anything like that for the customer like this at least like locally not spiritware stuff um and i don't know i kind of feel like i could clean up there if i started making content of like volleyball coaches soccer coaches tennis coaches like all these spiritware that we already print for like interviewing these coaches and i don't see where that goes so but yeah and then a few maybe grab a couple print for a couple influencers and i'll be at a million <laughs> so That's i think it. one of do you, do you think one of the people would be someone on marketing or no like uh, someone like full-time marketing? Is that what you're asking? Well, I mean, all, the four people added were sort of on the back end of bringing in the work and handling the work, but there was nobody, there was nobody that you listed there that was like, I'm, focused I'm on up business. Driving, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that you would, obviously that's like a, that's probably the biggest key to it. All right. Is that person. So I guess that's why I, I did kind of allude to me being the guy to do the content maybe. Uh, but so you'd be the sales guy. You're the guy. I'd probably be the sales guy, yeah. And so, guy. yeah, there's a couple numbers that we, when we were getting, like, when we wanted to go, I remember from 1.5 to 2.5, we looked at two numbers, our average order value. Um, and we would always look at that number and be like, did it get higher? Did it get higher? Did it get higher? And how many orders per week we produced? 
And so it's like, okay, we produced 50 orders this week. Can we, okay, wow, we produced 82 orders. And so like every week we would, I would have an intern, like give me a spreadsheet every week of it. And I like tracked it for a couple of years. I should find it. Um, but I think like you have everything in place to now grow your business. To crank, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what I feel like. And that's where I feel like I'm, I mean, I was like, I just got married. So I'm kind of dealing with maybe wedding stuff and like moving into this house. And, but now I feel like I'm, I moved in, like there's nothing else in front of me that I need to cross. So like, it's like, I do want to grow the business like crazy right now. Like, you know, I'm going to be in my routine now of life. And I want to know, like, I'm going to work out in the morning, then go to work for eight hours and make dinner. Like I'm in this whole whole routine of like, I want to like, you know, crank on business now. And do you have honestly, nine months like, to do it or some? Any other surprises or? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this has been cool. It's been so cool to like, we've met, I don't know, we met five, six years ago and just to, just to connect and riff on this stuff. Um, it's pretty, pretty sweet how you're pulling it off, man. Thanks. You should be really I mean, proud I appreciate of it. everything y'all do. Like I listen to everything I'll put out. Like sometimes I get behind on everything y'all put out. Y'all put out so much stuff. Um, but it's it's great. So continue doing what y'all are doing. I love it. Heck yeah, Jonathan. Super happy for you and your growth. Um, Thanks, maybe Thank in you. another two years when we have you back on. No, maybe. one year and a million bucks starts now. Dude, I have to. Oh, I have to. Yeah, I got, wow. nothing, I got nothing else to do now. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Put it on the calendar. Hey, set the timer. <laughs> set the timer. Send me the calendar invite. Should I send year. it to you right now? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it. How cool <laughs> one would it year be? and one million dollars. Uh, okay, to, that's how you start creating invite. content. Right. How, how I went up. from how I doubled my company in one year. Challenge accepted. All it's right. a it's a Friday here. I'm sending it to you right now. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> we appreciate nice. your time. Okay, Talk guys, thank you all so much. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all later. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like, don't forget to hit the bell for notifications. If you enjoyed this video, if you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job to subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.